The Red Room Theater, episode 103, Bloodsport. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every single month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Probably that movie raised us wrong and raised us right. Today we talk about the movie Bloodsport. So here we go. Bloodsport. This movie comes out April 29th, 1988. So we're, we're youngins. Mm-hmm. We're youngins. In this movie... I don't know if it does well in the box office. It gets 40% Rotten Tomatoes, written by a guy named Newt Arnold, who never does another movie in his life. This is his only, one and only movie. Um, Quit while you're ahead, dude. The, the plot of this film is very is, is basically this guy named Frank Dukes. He goes Put to, up your Dukes. <laughs> Frank Dukes, spelled D-U-X. Dukes. <laughs> Frank Dukes. Okay, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Dukes, dude. Frank Dukes. He goes to Hong Kong to fight in this secret uh, tournament called the Under- Kumite. Underground fight pretty much to the death or until you're, until you're unable to fight no more. Right. And this thing called the Kumite is invitation only. You got to be a master in your fighting style and you come to, for the honor and for the glory of winning the Kumite. Pretty much your sensei has to know somebody. Basically, yes, and and they get you you like put your fighter's name in a hat, pretty much. And uh, John Van, John Claude Van Damme comes to the Kumite. That's the plot. He can come to the Kumite, and can now he- he's military, and he's getting ready to be discharged, right? No, I don't know what's going on. The military subplot basically. He they said he can't do anything until they're he's still technically he's, in the military. Is the it military, the French military? He he goes AWOL. Which yeah, is, yeah. He so he could be runs in the tournament. off the base to go to the tournament. Which so there's a subplot of the military hunting him down in Hong Kong, trying to get him back. Which is like the exact same thing that happened on Lionheart, <laughs> <laughs> which was equally as awesome. Um, <laughs> now the, we're going to go into this. First of all, the acting is so bad in this movie; okay, it's look, incredible. Here it is: the be- acting at the beginning is is. It shocks you. It's so bad. It's like jumping, yeah. in, a, jumping in a pool where the water's cold, and when you hit, you're just like, Wee! you know? Yeah, but then eventually, <laughs> you're like, I don't ever want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Because when I get out, I'm going to have to feel it's all over again. <laughs> Dude, after about half an hour, I didn't even notice the bad acting no, no more. No. I don't know if it got better or if I just got used to the level we were at. You know what I'm saying? Here's like, the thing. We are such fans of like fighting. Mm-hmm. Mixed martial arts, and so we're 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 in, in an age where the UFC is like the biggest thing. Yes, and this is pre UFC, but this is like the UFC. All your favorite styles are getting together and seeing. I mean, it's crazy. It's so good, man. It's so like the, the thing is the opening mo- movie opens, and uh, Van Dam like runs out of the military place. Well, I, I I really liked how it's interspersing Van Damme's story with them getting the Kumite ready. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Them That's building awesome. the stage and like they they decorating it. Like they're just getting this little place ready for the fight. And I'm like, ooh. But then you have the Van Damme where he runs out of the like runs out of the base, goes AWOL, goes to see his sensei, and then there's this glorious shot where he walks in, sees the sword, and we get eight successive flashbacks. The first of all, the kid who plays <laughs> oh, him. My- He's is the, the worst. worst actor I've ever seen. <laughs> that poor kid. 
is terrible. Oh my Dude, gosh. He's really bad. He is true. He's even got the prepubescent voice. <laughs> He's a terror, and, and Tanaka's not much better, dude. No, but you know what's crazy is pretty much he doesn't care about Frank Dukes. He's using Frank to yes. train his son. Like the Louis, his son is going to be the one that's supposed to be in, in the, the Kumite. Kumite. He's taking the, the family yeah. uh, style of, of fighting yes. and going to take it on his son. Because someday. when he gets to the Kumite, they look at him and they say, you don't look like Tanaka. Right. Um, but so Van so Damme is, punch literally, death, is hired to spar with his boy. That's yes. A, and that's Instead a, of getting in trouble, right. he gets his ass beat every day. <laughs> his buddy's <laughs> going through open windows to steal his katana sword. And Tanaka's little son comes up and Kicks smokes. his ass. <laughs> he smokes him. I mean, just smokes him. And the thing is, it's he's this big dumb white kid. It's, He's the frumpiest. We're in the Giants gear. Oh, my In Japan, gosh. we're in New York Giants gear, dude. How about when he's takes the blade and swipes it and chaps his bill in half. That was actually That's kind of awesome. Crazy. I'm like, how'd they film that? Getting that blade close to his face like that. That's crazy. But uh, there's like literally, if you, if you watch this movie, get through the first 15 minutes and you're in for a blast. You're, a, you're gold if you get through the first 15. The, fir- the acting's bad. And that guy, Tanaka, he's the opening bad guy in Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. There's a whole musical number. Oh. And uh, he, he see that the gem, and he falls in the ice, and the, he gets the the skewer with the girl, and throws a skewer into the guy, and it's all on fire. Okay, yeah, He's gross. I remember him falling with the skewer in, and, it's, and they're laughing because like because he poisoned Indiana Jones. But <laughs> 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 That's Tanaka, that guy, that bad guy, and he was way better in Indiana Jones. He was in this, yeah, and that says a lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? Because he says. So long, it says the last name. They close the door, and it's the last name on the door of the plane. So oh, they, they throw him out of the plane with the raft. Great Indiana Jones scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the opening, Tanaka and the little kid. It's t- and then Van Damme comes, like this, the, literally the, uh, the stinking flashbacks covers him as a kid, how he meets Tanaka. The, uh, it covers him practicing, him earning the family's a little bit of respect. Him sticking up for the brother. Yep. Or the son yep. at school. Then it flashes this Van Damme's young guy, and the, the, the son goes to Kumite, gets killed. Is that what happened? Or in the war? The son gets killed, but I, don't, I didn't really grasp how the son got killed. I didn't, I didn't know if it was Kumite or not. It's something killed him. Something, though. he got killed. And the, the father is just like, my life is over. And he tells that story, that moment, a little brutal. He's like, I already lost one family in Hiroshima. Yeah. Lost my wife, my son, my daughter. I have a new life. Now my son is dead and my life is over because I can't pass this thing on anymore. Um, and Van Damme's like, I'll, I'll be your son, you know. But even that, Van Damme's not doing great. No. He's not doing great. Listen, a, a pretty face and a talent gets you far in life, too, because he's actually a badass. Dude, he, he's. It's crazy what he can do physically. It's nuts, dude. But um, then it goes to him being trained. I mean, it's just so much flat. Yeah, it's a blah, 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 blah. It'll, it'll come back to Van Damme's face and then fade back out yep. to the next flashback. It's almost like watching, um, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio with all the dreams? Oh, yeah. You're like, what's reality am I in, dude? <laughs> Inception, dude. Inception. Um, You're like, man, where am I at? Where are we at? So... um. So eventually you pass the you pass the flashbacks. You know how he got trained, um, and he goes to Tanaka and he's like, "I'm going to Kumite because I want to honor you. 
because you're my trainer. You're my what's the word they use for it? Not shogun. You're my um, not sensei. It's a different word they use for this type of martial art. But he heads to Hong Kong, and you meet all these. And, and also during that, when they're actually when they're building the the, the set for the kumite, you see all these other these fighting styles. What's that style where the guy has his fists out in front of him? And he's got the long, big old, beefy legs. That kickboxing is that Muay Thai. It's Muay Thai. Dude, that Muay Thai. Oh, you're style. talking about Paco. Paco. He's the baddest, dude. dude the- he gives Van Damme hell, dude. Dude, Paco. I love it because you got the arms out. Yes. Because your you, your main weapon is your knees and your elbows. And that guy had the perfect build. For he Muay did Thai. too. He, 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 his, his legs were so long. Yeah. Like, I mean, he'd be a, be- a pretty woman. Hey, no, it's okay, man. <laughs> legs went on for days. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the movie Big. I mean, her legs go up to her neck. He's like, okay. <laughs> Tom Hanks, dude. Dude, all I think of is John Lovitz. John Lovitz is a prefert. And poor he, he, Tom he Hanks. explains how that girl's a hoochie. And that, that Tom Hanks is like, oh, I'll make sure to stay away from her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, but uh, Steakin. <laughs> Muay Thai is the like is the style. So you have the Muay Thai guy. You've got a sumo wrestler. There's a sumo. He's not too big, but he's a good sumo wrestler. Yeah, it's you powerful. Have, you have the guy from Africa. That's you have the, the monkey dude. The crazy like, and I ne- I've always remember that guy. I've never forgotten that fighting style because it was so unique in this film. That just that rolling all fours. Yeah, doesn't the sumo wrestler break his back? Oh, dude, just get some. Yeah. Just, if you can get a hold of the guy, you got him. Yeah. Um, there's the couple of basic, the basic ninja, karate, Chinese guys. And what is Chong Li, the main villain? What is his fighting style? Just basic. Badass mofo. <laughs> basic. It's huge. Just, dude, that guy is gigantic. His yeah, chest he's is a, huge. He's a, he's a Asian bodybuilder, and he just got in these movies because he was just so huge. Is that really what he is? Yeah. Um, who, someone was telling me he's just like, he was just a bodybuilder and got into the movies. But he was in... Double impact. I was he, he's double impact. Yeah, he's he's in a few of these movies. He's in, I think, it's a Jackie Chan film too. It's it's so point. funny because he makes those crazy faces, dude. You're like, it's like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you have the American. Wait, First nope. of all, Ray Jackson <laughs> is my favorite part of the, listen, this. Is Ogre no from Nerds? Yes, it's, dude. Listen, I this character, I liked Ogre from Nerds. So did I. Because he becomes a nerd, a nerd at the end, which is really funny. Dude, why have we not done Revenge of the Nerds? I, I, have a, I have a bad feeling it's really bad. It's not. I watched Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, like last year. <laughs> it's incredible. In paradise. He, I remember <laughs> There's a scene where they're heading, <laughs> they get an invitation to go to Florida right. to do the big conference with the with the with their whatever they're um, frat fraternity is alpha, beta, theta, whatever it is. So <laughs> they're VIPs, and they get on this plane because they're getting sent out there to re- to is represent it theta, 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 or something like that. Something like it's, that. It's, uh, it's um something delta, 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 something stupid. Okay, so they get on the plane, and it's the gay black dude and booger are next to each other, and they walk in, and they're like, "Yeah, we're looking for our seats." <laughs> we're VIPs, and Booger goes very immense penises, and he and it's like the the stewardess slaps him real hard, and then it just cuts in the next scene. <laughs> Booger is the Booger best. Is, Bo- is Booger was in risky business? I understand. Is is it one or two that Booger gets trained by the ninja? Two. That I, that that's some funny crap. When he meets the guy and he burps for him, the dude's like. Psh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Booger's looking at him like he's like, train me, master. <laughs> he kills the fly with a loogie. <laughs> Dude, okay, listen. I'm, I'm losing Sunday. I'm losing my voice. I know. Oh my Dude, gosh. I, I played Friday night and Saturday. I've been singing all weekend, so my voice is gone too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love Train Me Master. <laughs> Booker's name this oh, many years later man. is unbelievable. He's great. Um, but yeah, his actor who plays um, Ray Jackson, at no point in the film, this American comes in, and the American, like when I first saw him, I'm like, it's Rod Alexander. Just Rod Alexander out fighting. You know what is hilarious? What? The first thing I thought, this is an Alexander brother. That's what I thought. Tim, Josh, and Rod, they're just <laughs> tough, cool dudes that just want to just and they're like got huge hearts. Yes, and they're like he's just like I'm the whole time I'm expecting him to do the nerd lab. <laughs> he's just a big. Is he in part two or no? Just part one. Part two. What is Ogre in part two as he well? He becomes a nerd in part two. He becomes a nerd in part yes. two. Yes, I thought that was end of part one. He gets end of part one is the stage right when they do like they do yeah. the robotic stuff. They part two. <clears throat> They find the military stuff on the island when the, the evil frat throws them out so they miss the conference. They find that bunker with the tank. That's and right. And Ogre's with them. That's right. They betray Ogre, right? Yeah, they threw Ogre overboard with the nerds. What jerks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like, nerds, nerds. <laughs> but, the, but Ogre couldn't swim. That's so that little skinny nerd saves Ogre. Yes. And then he gets Ogre to the beach, and then Ogre, the Ogre's like, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But then as soon as they get on the beach, he goes, hey, you nerd, get off me, nerd. I'm tired of saving you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. But this guy in, in, in the movie Bloodsport. I, Him I, and Frank become boys right away. The thing is, he never does any martial arts the whole movie. He's just a big... Big dumb animal. That's all he is. is a big Double axe handles, but he's tough as hell, though. Dude, he, he actually, he's like a biker. You know what's crazy? If he wouldn't have showboated, he had Chung Lee he on the ropes. He pulled the Anderson Silva, Chris he Weidman. He did. He had Chung Lee on he the ropes. He did. Chung Lee was actually frazzled. He was like. Because like, he, he's such a big, strong man. Power. When he hit him with that one headshot, yeah. it knocked him to his knee. Yeah. But he ran around like, I got him. I Frank got him. was like, dude, it's not over. Like. Because at first, Frank was smiling. He's like, my boy is kicking ass. But then he was like, this is Chong Lee, dude. Now, you win. If, can we tell you there's three ways to win? You can either um, um, knock him out. Yep. They can say mur- a certain word that means Mate or something. Yeah, like Mate. And you can knock out of the ring, off the runway. Oh, that's that. right. Yep. So three ways to win. And uh, he didn't have it. He didn't, I mean, Chung Lee was right there in the corner. He got pushed him off, and yeah. he ran around showboating. And Chung Lee gets up and beats his yeah, A, does. dude. But he does one thing that turns the whole movie around. He takes his bandana. His Harley Davidson bandana. He's so American. He's got a Harley Davidson bandana. That's another reason he's an Alexander. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> um, All he's missing is a stogie and a glass of bourbon, dude. <laughs> but the, the Kumite, there's all, there's, I mean, there's an Egyptian, there's Egyptian, a Middle Eastern guy, there's the stinking Paco, the, I mean, there's all these great fighting styles, and they give you some good fights. Like, by the time you get to the it's end... It's really it like watching the UFC. You're watching your favorite you, guys. And some fights are like real quick, some fights are long, and you're starting to get to know the different characters. Like in the movie Over the Top, you don't get to know different styles. Just like it's really just it's it's. I mean, there's a few. It, actually, there's some good guys in that one, but um, 
Bloodsport, you really get to root for some fighters and get to know them. And there's some fighters you start liking that get their head. Like You're like, oh, I like both these guys fighting. Who's going to win? Like you're kind of, even though you don't even know their backstories fully, you get to know some of the guys, you kind of like them. Like, um, oh man, it, it just, it's just, it's really great. But, um, Steakin, so we're going to get into the, so we have, uh, sh- uh, we'll get into this. Forrest Whitaker's in this film randomly. This is an early Forrest He's Whitaker. He's in a lot film. of old movies. Dude, I remember his role in Color of Money, where I he remember. hustles Newman and Cruz. Really? It's a crazy role that he just gets him. Holy crap. He hustles them back. I remember really liking that movie. I got to watch it again. It's been well, years. Color of Money is a sequel to The Hustler with oh, Paul Newman. Okay. okay. It's a pool no, movie. No, no, I'm thinking of the one with it's um, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, Forrest Whitaker's in a lot of films, man. Way to way to grind out a career. You know, what he got grinded out his career, no, no nobody's business. He's been in some good movies, man. Um, you still haven't seen the Out of the Furnace. I haven't. He's in that. Is he good? Oh my gosh. Jeez, man. I feel back in this movie, he's always getting uh, up, amped up. And his, his it's the, funny because he's like a nerd. He's like <clears throat> happy and excited about stuff, like when they're I, eating. Dude, that's they eat that restaurant and the and first wickers eat loving it. He's just eating it up. And the guy comes like, Oh, you want some food? He goes, oh, I'll never eat here. And uh, they throw the food to the dog, and the dog smells it and won't eat yeah. it, which means that food must be jacked. <laughs> that's some jacked Hong Kong food. Right? That's a rat or a dog or something nasty. Or a bat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, blood sport. Semicolon. The rise of COVID. Because <laughs> oh. you know there was 18 other ones. The- <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot, dude. dude! I don't know. It, it, maybe it's just the kid in us, but it had me from from Jump Street, dude. Dude, I was I love the movie, in it, dude. My poor Angie's like, what are we watching? She, like, babe, I, babe, babe, listen, babe. you're married to an educated woman. She's like smart. <laughs> she reads and shit. She needs like <laughs> some some substance listen, to be attached. Listen, to. when Little Women comes on streaming for free, the new one with that that Rory Rory that Irish girl. What? Her name's like Rurrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
So Whitaker's in this, and then you have, of course, is there to this to this day? Is there a better movie song than "You're the Best Around"? I don't think there it's is. It's unbelievable. The whole montage of that song. Is that Chicago? Is that Chicago? Is it the singer for Chicago? Is that uh, Peter Serrera? I wouldn't know, dude. Okay. Because the guy, I mean, probably not. It's probably cheesy 80s. <laughs> I, love, I love how him and, and uh, Elizabeth Shue are walking and... The Cobra Kai runs by, and they're all, they all start hitting him. And she's like, "Grow up, guys!" <laughs> That's so funny, dude. So, Jean Claude Van Damme. Before we go into the movie anymore, let me say this: We we'll get to this later. Okay, Jean Claude Van Damme is Frank Dukes, and I'm gonna stop stop right here, and we're gonna do a behind the scenes kind of thing. At the end of the movie, it says this is based on a true story. Yes, Frank Dukes. Um, He's like a real. Bad it goes ass. through all these things. Yeah. Like fastest punch, fastest world knockout, all this stuff. Here's the thing. I've been digging a little bit in the internet world. Oh, no. There are a lot of- Don't put them on jump st- on front street, dude. Listen, a lot of martial artists say none of it ever happened. Oh. There's no kumite. There's Basically, Frank Dukes is a really strong guy, a really like in-shape guy who got to Hollywood- BS'd everyone he ever met about being this crazy Hong Kong military martial artist. Got movie rights bought, was there on set, trained Van Damme. Like Van Damme came in and Duke said he wasn't in good enough shape. So Duke's put him through a three week to make him look shredded. And Duke damn was shredded in this movie. I mean, his, I mean, his arms. Oh my gosh. His, he, he, he was a specimen <laughs> in this um, film. When Ray rocks into his hotel and he's meditating. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, holy crap. And he's like, you okay? <laughs> Are you in there? <laughs> Dude, he's a big He's an Alexander <laughs> brother. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, just want to give him a hug, dude. But a lot of martial artists say they think he made it all up. But the thing is, though, Van Damme said. Don't ruin it. No, but Van Damme, this is Van Damme. Van Damme said that when Dukes put him through training, it was the hardest training of his life. And that makes you think if he knew martial arts that well, there had to be something real behind Here's it. Here's what I got to say about that. Not only are haters going to hate, but they're going to hate you because they ain't you. You know what? That's all I'm going to say about this. It's, it's so early because he's made in 88, so it probably happened 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. There's no record of this stuff. There's just illegal Hell fighting. There's no. no. So who knows what happened? I hope it's a true story. I hope somewhere the Kumite happened and it was awesome fighters kicking to their faces. And that, been, that makes me happy that exists in the and world. And a young five-year-old Dana White was watching... And it inspired him forever. Yes. And he created Fight Island. Yes, Fight Island <laughs> 2020. Dude, I've, someone told me the other day that watching UFC with no uh, crowd, every punch I watched it is Saturday. crazy. I watched, they had an event Saturday, right. and it was so weird. You said you can hear the hits way You clearer. can, but it's like, it's so weird because... They announce that the, the announcer gives like the best intro, and then he says the name, and then it's just dead quiet. And oh you're just like, my! Man, this is weird. That's like running in with like you ran in and we're cheering for you. You got to do something to you. The whole Amps reason to do it, just like on Never Back Down, the whole reason the bad guy wanted the glory was because it's a spectator sport. Yep, you're doing it for the love and the attention. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's weird. You don't you don't feel the the millions of people watching you on pay per view. No way. But uh, so getting away from that Frank Dukes thing. Um, this movie, so, so Frank Dukes go to Hong Kong. 
he signs up to fight. And one of the first and as listen, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. I knew exactly when he go to sign up and they start getting mad, I'm like, oh, he's gonna do this. He's gonna do the yep. brick. He's gonna do the death punch. Dude, that as a I, I've never forgotten that. I remember as a kid watching him do that. I love how excited Ray got. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Dude, they're like, point to a brick. And he, the guy, the referee's the like, one. the bottom. And he's sneaking, boom! And blow, dude, that, that was crazy. incredible. And you notice at the end of the movie, he does a death punch to Chong Li. He's just mm-hmm. like, just gets him. But uh, I never forgot that scene. Also scene I never forgot. Him doing the splits on the chairs. I don't know why in my mind. It's one of the first time I ever saw the splits, and I was like, how does someone do that? Because I've never been, I mean, I even for a big dude, I still have agility. I can still jump and roll and run. You imagine the muscles you'd pull slipping into the splits? Tony, I don't. I think I'd go to the hospital. No shit. I think I'd be in real, real danger. <laughs> like I don't even want to think about it, dude. Uh Oh, dude! It would imagine. I couldn't even imagine slipping on a something in the middle of the night and going into a half split. Oh. <clears throat> Hope your pets try to have to hold it, you know, to to, to stop you I, from. I would just grab. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I never forgot him doing the splits on those chairs when uh, Ray comes in. But you get a like the the fighting, and there's like stuff around the fighting. But the fighting is the heart of the movie, and the fighting is. And listen, this is a guy's guy movie. It kind of is, man. Just. I mean, there's a little love story, but it's really a, it's not, it's not. Listen, okay. And listen, even I know enough to know, he meets this chick and they're sleeping together the first night. I'm like, dang, was this Tinder? Dude. (laughs) Okay, so listen, I don't know what, usually in Guy Guy's movie, there's going to be some nudity. Like, I remember the nerds are going to have nudity in it, doesn't it? They do the penny raid in that movie, don't they? Is that meatballs? What? I can't say what Booger says. (laughs) But it's so funny. Um, but you sh- I expect yes, to- there is a lot of nudity in *Resident Evil*. Okay, so I expect there to be nudity because guys, guys. Meatballs has none, dude. Meatballs is the the you're thinking of Porky's. Oh, I meatballs am. is the good the, is the summer camp one with Bill Murray. Bill Murray's in meatballs. Yes. No. Yes. So Porky's is the dirty one. Porky's is the nasty, funny one, dude. Okay. Well, I can't believe this movie. My has- name's Meat. <laughs> I can't believe this movie has no nudity. The only nudity in this movie is Van Damme butt. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, as my daughter would say, it's a beautiful buttocks. It, it really is. Oh, about the dancers? Yeah, the belly dancers. He's got, he's got dancers. But ready. I'm literally, like, she's waking up like, oh, yeah, all, like, hair perfect and all that crap. For real, dude. It's like, there's no way your head was on that pillow for more than three seconds to do this scene. So... And the camera cuts, and it looks like he really like put his chonies down and put him right back up because he, he's like it's all, everything's on. He's just like flip right, and, and it's like it's got a lot to go up to flip because that's a it's a round. Oh yeah, it's a round booty. You put a coffee mug on that butt cheek. That's what Kardashian got the idea. You ain't uh, lying. <laughs> I mean, that's but, a, you think you think Mel Gibson's butt's nice and lethal. One, you need to watch this. Oh, that he's got he's a, he, that's, he's got no Van Damme butt. No. <laughs> Van Damme's butt is like two puppies fighting in the back of some shorts. <laughs> you know who? You know who would appreciate this booty as much as us? Who? Vogel, baby. Because <laughs> of you. Because of you. My daughter still says I have no butt. You don't. I have a butt. Like I sit on it every day. Yeah, technically you have a butt. <laughs> technically, no, def- def- you need to get a stair stepper and work them cheeks, Holmes. <laughs> 
Do you have a butt? Hell yeah, I got a butt. Well, how, come, how, come, how come you got one? I don't. We the same genetics. Yeah. Well, you know what? You ain't got no gray hair in your beard, so. Okay. You suck. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trade. Um, I was telling Andres. I said, "Man, you got to dye that beard." He goes, "Nope, I did not dye it. It's like black, black, huge." But, but he's bald, so <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, so got some Van Dam. Andres is a new fan, by the way. We love you. We love you, cause dude, awesome. Now the girl. So he takes a girl. She's a reporter. I can't. She does him wrong like that. She goes to help him and goes to the authorities to shut down the Kumite. She's like worried about she's him. She's like, e, dude. I'm like, I need to see that butt again. <laughs> she's like, I'm so worried. I'm gonna go destroy this thing he loves so much. I. That's terrible. But it ends up helping him out. I guess it does, but like... Yeah, it's a total chick move. It, she sells him out like nobody's business. I love him, so I have to betray him. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I was here, here. It's just like on Kickboxer. <laughs> when he wants to fight the guy who paralyzed his brother, and right. everybody's like, he's going to kill you. Isn't or, that the or guy when, with the crazy, just the one yes, hair? I that really, is Muay Thai. Yes. Cause oh, cause uh, you remember when we saw that fight at the palace? That dude came down and he had the head thing on. Yes, yeah, that's scary, dude. But um, in this movie, there's something I picked up um, that I it's it's hard to let go of. A couple things. One is the punch, like at the end when Chong Li is gonna gonna kill that guy. He puts his hand up in the air and just makes that slow. And it's the 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 um. The camera goes on his fist. You just see him go. Then he's like, "God, kill like like or like." And, and does he kill him? I think throw punch him. Does he throw punch him? Kill him? You're you're talking about when the crowd turned on him, right? Yeah, because he his ego was so huge. He killed the guy. He kills the guy, and the masters and the crowd all stop cheering, and they all look to the masters who are uh, the referees. The, 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 the no the 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 panel. Main, yeah. yeah. And they're paying respects to the man who just died. Chun Li is like pissed off because they stopped cheering for him. So the the crowd kind of turns on him at that point, and they are looking to Frank Dukes because he's respectable, a good person. When the masters stand up and turn their back, yeah, it's, it, like you feel it. Oh, yeah, like, oh. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> and he's looking around like he's like he's, he's, he's just starts throwing a tantrum. He does. But when he that. that there's a scene where he takes his fist in the air and he's got the guy in his head. He yeah. got, the guy's done. He's the guy's beaten. done. Yeah, he's already out. And he makes that slow mo fist. And Angie just says, You do that. I'm like, What are you talking about? She goes, Sometimes I'll see you and you just you make the slow mo. Yeah, you do do that. <laughs> you do do that. Dude, I don't like. Chongly ass. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how. And also, I, I, I counted them. I, I'm going to my notes. In this movie, there are five Van Damme screams. Right. Well, you know what? The one that gets me the most is when he's he can't see, and he does the panic scream. Dude, ah, listen, that's ah. there's some decent acting right there. Yeah, he's like, cause he's pissed because he knows that guy had a cheat to get him, but then he digs deep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta dig deep. <laughs> he digs deep and remembers when his sensei, for some crazy reason, trained him to fight blind. <laughs> Here's a cr- crazy deep pull during the stinking um during the stinking training sequence training montage when he's a kid or when he's when he's when they're kids they're fighting on the kumite 
angled ring. With style, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and just, to get used to fighting. Yes, I didn't catch that. And she's like, oh, they're fighting that kind of style ring. At the beginning, I'm like, uh, I rewound, I'm like, they were. Couldn't believe it, she caught that. But dude, five Van Damme screams. I was, this, today, I was today years old when I realized that. Dude, I didn't know that either. I just, I just, it just in my head, I just realized they were fighting on the same. Yes, on the angle. Because you got to remember, they change it for the finals. Yes, that's right. It's flat the whole time you're fighting. In the very last fight, they they like angle to the middle, and so you got to like it makes it harder to to retreat. Yep, it's a tough, it's a tougher um, uh, mat. But um, Steakin, let's see here. Yeah, the the after this movie. Van Damme, you're lucky to get one scream per movie after this. But in this first big movie, gives us five Van Damme I'll screams. I'll take them all, too. Dude, one of the best hits in the movie, man. Probably the one that like flinched the most was that he does the splits and does the uppercut straight the, under the kimono. The, and you know, those things Sumos, pop, bro. Dude, he probably wearing no chonies. No, no, he's wearing chonies, but he's wearing like a bikini brief. Oh, my Like God. a wrestler chonies. Dude, he gets... And his his face was like... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I literally thought that guy was giving him hell, too. And sumo guy was, he was so big and strong. It wasn't yes. nothing he was doing was doing anything to him. He oh yeah, up. that was bad, bro. Dude, he did. I've had uh 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 under the under the cup kick before. No. And I'm telling you, you don't recover. You, ha- you I mean if a ref if that happens in combat in the cage and a ref don't see it, you're done. I, luckily to me, it happened in practice, training, sparring. But if, if when that, I mean, you're talking top of somebody's foot, that bone hitting you underneath your bizalls, dude. No cup's gonna protect that. Eey. Dude, he does that split, and I mean the way he comes straight from underneath. That's all. He starts making the Joe Pesci face. Richard fucking, Richard fucking, Home Alone cursing. Um. That's a great. That's a great hit right that's there. That's bad, dude. But um, there was a so this uh, movie, um, well before going to that, so um, any other scenes you want to grab onto? Um, the one where he's beating up that uh, Middle Eastern like prince dude, and he does the like flinch like he was gonna hit him, and then the guy just passes out because <laughs> he's like, I'm done getting beaten down, dude. <laughs> Listen, there's a random like I, I love the coin too. The coin is That was awesome. sweet when they when they think they're going to take that reporter and just take her and he's like, "Look, I'll make you a deal. You hold this coin and if I can snatch it out of your hand, she comes with me." Not only did he snatch it out of her his hand, he put he replaced it with a different one. That was amazing, dude. I mean, obviously it didn't really happen, but it was just an awesome It was scene. awesome. Dude, um In my mind it really happened, okay? There was in the movie there's this small little tiny through line, this small character. It's the janitor with his nasty cheek beard. The janitor with a nasty like cheek beard, not high, it's too low. And he comes, and then the religion guy gets beat up, takes the gold tooth and takes it off the ring. Yeah. That guy randomly will show up in random scenes, and he's always really funny. The one that took the, was cleaning the tooth? Yes. And like put it like into it, up that, to his mouth? But there's scenes earlier when you're setting up, he's doing stuff for them. And I'm like, look, that's a great little like random small character to make a little it's larger. It's almost like an uh, Adam Sandler It almost, it, it's very much <laughs> an Adam Sandler character. I like that a lot. Um, but uh, I love uh, Victor Lin, his like handler. Had the, 
Asian mullet, dude. Yes. That, that is a pure, straight up Chinese mullet. And, and then the guy who does all the betting, Frank Deuce is my man. Dude, and he, dude, he slips. Frank Deuce was late. He slips and the he goes, money. There's always time. And then he walked up, then he took it back, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Even Angie laughed at that scene. That was so funny, dude. Um, Frank Deuce, how you feeling? This is my man. They all started. <laughs> Chung Lee was getting pissed because they all started betting on Frank Deuce. Yes, and and when he when Deuce was whooping ass, Chung Lee was kind of he had a, at first he was like impressed, but then it got to a point where he was pissed because they're cheering his name. Yes, he, cheers should be only for me and no one yep. else. No, don't, don't the more they cheered for Deuce, the more he hated him. The more he mm -hmm. like, and he's like, "You beat my world record." Like he was mad that yeah he beat the record. Like Chung Lee knocked the guy out quick, like in fifteen seconds, and Dam does it in like thirteen. And yeah, beats knocks him off the. Doesn't he kick him off the thing? Yeah, and he was furious. I love that not every fight is a go to the end. Some fights are just fast. You yeah, got, you got their number. Um, but uh, yeah. So there's I mean, the movie is it's great fighting. It's great fun. We're getting into stuff in a second. Before I get into that, I'm gonna burp. Then I'm gonna say this. Support if you want to support the show. If you listen to this as you're working, as you're driving, as you're mowing the lawn, and you enjoy this show exists in the world. It's a new world, okay? We have no advertisers, but thankfully there's a website called Patreon.com. It's a real boy. And Patreon.com allows creators to make content, and their fans can support the con content directly. So listen, Patreon.com slash theatre. We ask you, if you give a dollar make the podcast go, or even two bucks make the podcast go, man, we'd really appreciate your support. I was looking through our patrons this, this uh, last week, just so grateful for everyone that's really gotten behind the show. Like, for a long time, we paid out of pocket for everything. And now that we have some really faithful uh, spot, some patrons, we're able to do more. We're able to sneak in, like, we pay for the movies we have to buy, the music we buy for the podcast. It just, it's, it's really helped us not be a financial burden on our families to make this show that you guys enjoy. Um, not only that, but if you give the $5 level, um, you get a swag bag. And uh, the ten five and ten dollar levels, uh, ten dollar level gets free gear every like every quarter. I just sent out this last Friday. I just sent out the messed up headbands I got. You did to, uh, to all the supporters that are at ten dollar level. And I think so I, mean, for masks? I even sent some for the ten dollar or five dollar level. This is a thank you saying, guys, thank you for supporting the show because I bought a couple extra. So we ask if you listen to the show and love it. Consider giving a few bucks because, man, every dollar really does help. And uh, we also want to say, if you like T-shirts, we make T-shirts here um, at redrum.threadless.com. You can go to our Red Rum T-shirt store, and you can get the Dang Gina T-shirt, which is our biggest seller. You can get the Red Rum Theater T-shirt. You can get the Raised by Movies T-shirt. There's some great shirts out there for you to get. You can get, instead of a shirt, you can get it put on a t beach towel or a sneaky bath mat or whatever you they want. They got all that stuff? Yeah, you can get a You do a bath mug. mat? You can do bath mat. Shoot. But, um, so, yes, yeah, so if you want to support the show, Patreon.com or Threadless.com, Red Rum Thee Tray. So that's awesome. Now, raise this right, raise this wrong. Now, raise, here's the thing about Bloodsport that changed our lives tremendously. Um, Bloodsport is, is Van Damme's breakthrough film. Okay? Um, he was in a movie before this, but he was not a major role. He was a Russian bad guy. But... When Van like Damme... Black Eagle 1 or whatever. Yes! Um, yeah. Iron Eagle 2, whatever it was. He, no, it was something... He was a bad guy with slick black hair. Yeah, I think it was Iron Eagle 2, I no, thought. No, it wasn't Iron Eagle 2. It was like Black Eagle or something. 
<laughs> Dude, we're on the same kind of... Shut up. <laughs> Dude, that was today, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Earlier said. today, dude. Earlier today. This is really funny. <laughs> we and Tony were fighting, and I'm like, dude, we should watch. We should do sneakers for the next episode. Tony goes, oh man, sneakers is great. Emilio Estevez is in it. I'm like he's not in that movie. He goes, oh yeah, the beginning. He dies. I'm like, dude, it's Mission Impossible. He goes, no, dude, I've never seen Mission Impossible. It's sneakers. Sneakers. It's like they're on some mission. <laughs> <laughs> they're on some mission. It's really hard. I'm like, it's an impossible <laughs> mission. Because the movie's Mission Impossible. But, dude, it was great. That but, was pretty um, funny. <laughs> you're like... No, oh. listen, bro. They're on this mission. <laughs> um, so, um, so Van Damme comes into our lives, and we're like 8, 9, 10 years old. And I don't know what happened, but we become Van Damme fans. Freaks, bro. We I, watched everything Van Damme. Every Van Damme movie that ever came out, we watched. And when I got old enough, I started going to the theaters to see him. I remember when Time Cop trailer dropped, I was pumped to see Time Cop. I mean, I went out and saw all the Van Damme films, and I loved them. I mean, L- Lionheart, I'm talking... Um, Lionheart was amazing. There's, I, I saw Double Team, where I remember the trailer for that was... Rodman? Double, double Team was, yep. That was with Rodman. That's crazy. And then there was the one, there was... Double impact, With twice the brother. van damage. Yeah, it was an amazing movie, though. Um, because there's him, there's the gangster him and the dancer him, and it's really funny. But I mean, I dude, I remember watching Cyborg, Universal Soldier. All I wanted to do is eat, dude. Hard Target, um, dude. I even love Street Fighter. I remember going to the Dollar Theater. That's because he was Guile, wasn't he? He was Guile, and Raul Julia played uh, and Bison, and Bison, Raul Julia. Was an incredible actor, dude. Dude, and he was great as Empire. We haven't. So yeah, much he fun was in great, dude. Um, but Steakin, I remember the day my Van Dam of affair ended. Quest. Yes. How bad? How did you know that? Because I, I was just talking to Merlin about how bad the Quest was. I remember the trailer drop for Quest. I it was supposed it. to be his best movie. Yes, but it's a knockoff of Bloodsport, and it's just bad. I remember watching the trailer, going, "It's just Bloodsport over again." And I remember being so disappointed. And that's when I got off the train. Yeah, I got the Van Dam train. I didn't watch JVCD, which I heard was pretty good. What was that? That's the one where he's a washed up. It's, it's really him. It's John Claude, and he's a washed-up actor. He's in Seek in Paris, whatever. Well, you're that and there's out. there's a bank robbery. He's in there, and he starts getting he starts trying to be the negotiator, and gets famous again all of a sudden, and he's pumped to be in the media again. You sold me, bro. That sounds incredible. <laughs> I've heard it's actually really good. How do I see this? It's called JCVD. I'm getting on iTunes movies tonight. Um, but uh, I got off the. I didn't care about Incred- uh, Universal Soldier two, three, or four. I didn't care about the Seek. He was in the sequels. He came back in like part four. Man, nobody wasn't that bull. Him and Dolph Lundgren together were amazing. Dude, the opening of Universal Soldier in when Vietnam. In, when, yeah, oh, when he's collecting oh, the ears. Oh, oh. Dude, he's crazy. Yeah. It's t- a great. I'll opening. tell you. I'll tell you. Want to talk about who's amazing? Who doesn't get enough credit is Dolph Lundgren. The Expendables one, when he becomes a bad guy, but then comes back to the team by the end. He he's huge still. He's great. Man, is he ugly. Him, him and um, Jet Li, their relationship is awesome. It's really funny. He ain't that ugly, dude. He's an old man. You know what, though? I loved him. Showdown in Little Tokyo? Creed 2. I loved him I was as that team broken Dolph, old. bro. It was, I, I, I couldn't the way believe. that he didn't love his son the whole, his whole life, and then he did when he lost. 
and told him it was okay. That was the hardest scene. It it made the the unlovable the Russian was just the Russian, and it made him a real human being. It and you just, saw what happened to his life afterwards, and you're like, this poor guy, dude. The same thing will happen if you watch the Karate Kid reboot. I because can't do it. I am Team Johnny. After Dude, I can't. Night. I can't even consider such a the thing. The way he's talking to his his first student about what happened, and he's explaining. Look, me and my girl, we we've known each other. We've been together, and we were on a break. And then all of a sudden, this kid just shows up from out of town. Like, what are you, what are you sticking your nose in this business? You know, and I'm just like. You punk ass Ralph Macho. <laughs> Dude, but you watch it again. He the way he grabs her, he's you see, it was like there's an abuser in there waiting to come out, dude. He comes off too. It's not just a. It, he comes off strong, dude. <laughs> well, it's like when you watch the Back to the Future movies. Biff is a dog. Dude, he's Biff like dangerous. Is, Biff's gonna rape. Yeah. Like that's Marty's like, mom. It makes. I'll tell you what. Biff and everyone. In part three. In two. He is an evil. In two, he's Donald Trump. It's a true story. Like he literally, he he ruins. The, well, I don't mean. I'm not saying against. It's not political. I'm just saying the Biff. That's what he's made after. The Biff was made to be like Trump. Yeah, the hair and everything. It's crazy. <clears throat> Biff Tower. I mean, it's it's it's. They had no idea. I mean, it. America's Hell Valley, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- th- this movie, Bloodsport, was my first film. With Van Dam, and I got in the Van Dam train. And listen, I can appreciate a good Seagal film, but I was always a Van Dam. Here's guy. the thing: oh, that's not going to make any sense because Van Dam's the same thing over and over again. But Steven Seagal, you get a good dose of him, it's enough. Van Dam, it's never enough, dude. <laughs> listen, those those are, you don't see Seagal doing the splits. Those, first, even though from what I hear, Seagal would have whooped Van Dam. That's what I, I hear too. But those, like Cyborg, is nothing like Bloodsport. It no. is. I mean, it's a sci-fi insano vision. Oh, I forgot how amazing Cyborg Dude, was. Cyborg, and that bad guy, that black guy? Yeah, with the, he, is, he, he is. You know who he is? Who? It's Warchild from Point Break. That is Warchild! Yes. Nice! Back off, Warchild! <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, Patrick Sweezy. Yeah. Oh, your, I think it meant voice. me. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that's a... that. He is huge. Dude, ripped. Huge, man. The Crazy Dreads? Dude. What's your name? Bunker. <laughs> really glad we ran into each other. Dude. Um, but Van Damme, I could watch any of those early nine movies he made, and, and I, I still enjoy him. I still enjoy him. Um, Seagal made three decent ones, made Under Siege. And the, the thing about the first three movies is they had decent actors around him. Pam Greer was around him. What was the one where Willem, William Forsyth was a bad guy? Forsyth! Uh, I don't know which that one. That one was. See, Forsyth's a good actor. Whoa. They put these good small B actors around Seagal, and it elevated the movie from, like, it made the movies better, but he thought it was all him. No, it was So a when collective. he gets past uh, Under Siege. Bro, when he gets in Under Siege, you're talking Gary Busey. No, after Tom, Under no, Siege. No, I'm just saying. You, to, to, to prove your point. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones. Erica Alinea. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were going there. Dude, I remember being at a dollar show to watch that movie, and I did not see that coming. Dude, so listen to this. Oh, no, dude. I'm going to throw my boy Steve Morgan on front <laughs> Me, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. Me, Steve. Yeah, he just had his birthday. Yep. Me, Steve Morgan, and and I think it was uh, Robert Minier, rest in peace. We're hanging out at Steve's. 
I had the tape of Under Siege, and Steve was the only friend that had the big screen TV. And this old, this is the old like three color. Yeah, the things were huge, huge. They were like floor, like they were like they had to be six feet tall. <laughs> these things, they were huge. We're in the basement, dude. We're in sixth grade, dude. We got it on in the birthday cake scene happens, where she pops out of the cake. And it's funny because it's, it's him with a gun walking through that room and he kicks that cake and the camera leaves Seagal and just follows the cake. Uh, I left Seagal too and followed the cake. <laughs> so she pops out of the cake. Me and Steve and Robert are laughing so hard because of how big the TV is and how huge her <laughs> boob is. So we pause it. Steve runs up to the TV to see if it was bigger than his head. And his oh, mom no, walked downstairs no, no, and turned the light on. No. And all this is on the screen is just boom, standing Steve's head up to <laughs> He got grounded. We had to go home, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the lights go on, and Steve's like, oh. <laughs> and you can't talk your way out of that one. I walked home, my head down. <laughs> I think they, told, they stole the tape. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Dude. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny crap. But this movie introduced me to Van Damme, and I've been I I, I can go. I've to, been his ever since. I can go back to these movies. He was great in the New Expendables. He was in. He still looks great, and he's in shape. You know what? Even though I said I didn't watch any after that, I watched the New Expendables because of him in it being in it. I'm like, he was what? great. I'm like, and you know what? Was that the same one they brought Wesley Snipes? That was in? two, and th- three. Mel Gibson, the villain. Or was it my reversed? Right. I don't know. I think, I, think, right. I think Van Damme's number two and Mel Gibson's number three. Okay. I watched all three of them because I wanted to see the bad guy. Because I'm like, I love Van Damme. I love Mel Gibson. I guess I'm in for both these movies. I thought they were all good. One was my one was my favorite. Yes. Two and three gets too digital. Like the, the blood splats all oh, digital. Yeah. There was some like there was an effect in part one where this guy throws St- uh, Stallone against a wall, and I'm like, that. It broke his stinking neck. Like they, they did a, they did stunts that were brutal. Like those yeah. guys slam each other. I'm like, oh, that's an action movie. The new ones are more like running, fake bully. It's just, dude. There's even a scene in the first one where Mickey Rourke's talking to Stallone, and he's telling the story about how the mission they were on, and he made eye contact with a young girl that was on a bridge that they blew up, and he, he watched her die, and he was like telling the story, and Stallone was just listening to him, and he was crying. And I'm just like, man, these are like old, beat-down action stars, dude. And it's like, you want to get me? Get a man's man losing it and crying, dude. Oh, my gosh. They're all That's our childhood in those movies. All those actors. Legit. Even um, though he's young, when Liam Hemsworth gets killed by Van Damme, oh, man, that was brutal, dude. Van Damage. It might. It was three. Three was Van Damme. Was it? Okay. Because Liam Hemsworth is part three and Van Damme kills him. You're right. So Gibson is two. Gibson was dope, too. Dude, good Gibson villains. was dope in uh, Machete, too. <laughs> is there two Machetes or one? There's one Machete. Okay. They need to do part two because Gibson goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> Next. You, you realize Danny Trejo is my favorite actor, right? Trejo. Dude. We play a game called Animal Crossing here in the Alanese household, me and the kids. And there's a there's a talk show on YouTube. Literally, it takes place in the video game Animal Crossing. And, they, and the people are with their characters. And they come into a room and they do a fake a fake talk show, but they're on mic, so it's like their voice is really over the video game playing. 
and they had Trejo on as a guest. Trejo plays Animal Crossing. The Mexican character comes out, sits on the couch, and interviews with this guy, dude. It was, I'm like, I love Danny Trejo so much. He's so cool. But my kids know who he is now. Um, but not only does this movie give he me... He should be our uncle. Not only did he give us this movie, give us John Van, Claude Van Damme, this movie also opened our, in our hearts to our love for martial arts films. For real, dude. Because I, um, as a kid, you know, what are you exposed to? It's just random. Um, and I wasn't exposed to a lot of martial arts. Not a lot of Bruce Lee. I didn't watch a lot of that. I remember this was one of my first martial arts films, and I, and I loved it. After this, I would just eat, I would like look for it and eat it up. And this led me eventually to Seagal, but then to um, then to Jackie Chan and to Bruce Lee and to For Brandon some Lee. reason, Jackie got your number early. Once I Rumble in the Bronx won you over, dude. That's 94, 92, one of those. Yeah, two. it's early. And I remember watching just the stunt work. I'm like, this guy is, and he's already an old man. He's already 45 years old. <sighs> And That's I'm like, insane. And I went back to find his, all his, all his early dubbed, and the dubbing is bad in those early movies. The police story movies. But this movie is what opened Did my- Did you see The Foreigner? It's queued up right now. Bro. I'm scared of it. Call me as soon as you watch it. I'm scared of the movie, dude. Oh my God. It is amazing. I remember when Dick Chan made it big in America with, um, he made it big Rush in Hour? Rush Hour and there was Shanghai Noon. Those two movies were his biggest <sighs> him hits. Him and Chris Tucker and him and Owen Wilson. Yep, he had those two comedic- Those romances are amazing. Amazing. Oh, um, I don't know which ones I like better. But- my love for martial arts film. I went, I dove deep. Chan, I met other famous stunt actors, you know, and I watched, I got into John Woo after that and watched some of his like hard boiled. See, Jesus took it. Chuyun, or Chow Young Fat. Yep. Jesus took it a notch above me and went to uh, Ong Bak. I never got into that stuff. I, I watched Ong Bak too. I never, that was, that, that passed me up, dude. That, that, that's, that's a bridge too far. Um, but uh, so I, I've, that's why. I truly, truly loved Kill Bill so much because Tarantino made a true homage to the old martial art films, and it it's who plays the sword maker. It's um Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba, that's right from True Romance. True Romance. (laughs) Sonny Chiba triple feature. (laughs) Street Fighter. Street Fighter Two. Sister Street Fighter. Man, is that movie a masterpiece? Woo! But, John uh, Woo! Uh, but I watched Woo and um, I remember when Woo did a, hard, a Van Damme movie, Hard Target. That was one of my favorite Van Damme Bro, movies. Even though he had the mullet, mullet, the, the New mullet. Orleans mullet. That movie taught me how to cut my money in public. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. This. I'm like, okay. I saw that movie in the theater. I saw the movie in the theater, and, and, and I fell in love with Lance Henriksen. Love Lance Henriksen. What was the movie? Lance Henriksen is. Alien. Aliens. He's the cyborg. Part two. Part two. Bishop. You're right. right. He's Bishop. That, I can't wait for my kids someday to think the movie's over. And then it'd be all like, oh, that was scary. And all of a sudden, that's going to be so fun. The milk scene. Dude, that, I was a kid. I was like, what the? Dude, that's nasty, Yeah, that was crazy, dude. Um, You (laughs) bee. Get away from her, you bee. Dude, it, mom asked me Memorial Day at barbecue. I heard her ask you. She asked me the question of all questions: alien or aliens? That's a question. Really, it's the question is really sci-fi or action? Yeah, and your action. Well, I'm. 
Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you put her in charge? <laughs> Dude, Bill Paxton to this day, I, I absolutely, he's got a lot of great roles. I absolutely adore him. I adore him in that Tom Cruise movie, uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Um, what? It's, it's, uh, what? Drew, it's, Drew Lies? No, no, it's uh, Live, Die, Repeat. It's called something else. It's called, um, the comic was called All You Need Is Kill. Um, Die Another Day, Live Another Day. Um, it's a stupid, terrible name. It's a terrible name. Oh, it's Groundhog Day, but in a war. Day after tomorrow. Something stupid like that. What is it called? Is it Day after tomorrow? It's. I mean, the, the, the title is it sounds like a James Bond film. It's terrible. He's the drill instructor. Paxton is great. He's amazing. He's he's Joe Harmon. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> dude. He really I, is an Paxton enemy. has had some great roles. Dude, even his role in True Lies, dude. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Oh, um, but We're so, going on too many trails here. <laughs> so listen, this movie gave us gave me gave us Van Damme. It gave us martial arts films. And lastly, it 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 slow it it put into our minds, into our DNA. The seeds of our love for bromance films, because oh, there's man. the bromance between Dukes and Jackson. Ray Jackson, man, it's really sweet. They are, they they become boys in like four days, real fast, like real close. Like I love you, Dude, homies. Listen, I can't. I, I even the reporter girl is like getting choked up watching listen, those two. Their relationship is more meaningful to me than him and the reporter's relationship. Absolutely. Like at the at the end when he tells me he loves him, I'm like, wow, I didn't know guys said this in 80s films. Just I love you. Oh, uh, did okay. <laughs> Dude. And he's like, you need anything, you call me, I'll be there. Like I'm like, just in the Bloodsport 2 and he said, call Randy Jackson at the end. I'll tell you what. Randy Jackson at the end. Randy Jackson, the picture. Randy Jackson. <laughs> no, that's Randy Johnson, dumbass. Oh. <laughs> Randy Jackson's the bass player from Journey, who's the idol judge. <laughs> so the scene that got me. Was when he goes to see Ray in the hospital at the end after Kumite's over. It's over. He says, "Stop leaving your clothes around, hanging around." And gives him the thing back. He gives him his bandana back, and he looks at him like, "Oh my gosh!" Because that that that's his it, it, trademark. Yes. Oh, it's a sign of his defeat. It's a sign of his yep. humiliation. And he's like, "I got it back for you. Mm-hmm. I did this for you." Now the winner of the Kumite, do they get money? I think it's just glory. Okay. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) All that going to Hong Kong, man. Dude, there's no truck. There's no price money. Man, ain't no six-figure contract. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's nothing. Not even a BMF belt, dude. Dude, there's a a seeking. uh, It's Whitaker giving you a smile at the end. That's all you get. With that crooked eye. (laughs) (laughs) The googly eye. You remember on, uh, what's that movie with Orlando Jones and Eddie Griffin? Orlando and Eddie. Yeah, we're we're uh, the Mexican cartel, and Eddie Griffin keeps telling him he's FBI, but you think he's lying. Orlando Jones is like a businessman. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? I have no idea what you're talking Double about. Double take. That's the name of a movie. It's a hilarious movie with those two guys. I never saw it. I never heard, never watched a scene out of it. It's really good. Oh, my god! I like Eddie Griffin. Could you picture him and Orlando Jones together? I, I can't wait. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Dude, Undercover Brother still is hilarious, dude. 
Remember when he's got the car and it's clean and he's doing all them tricks in the car and then the bird poops on the window and he's like, his face changing, you bullshit on my car. I love the camera. It's on the orange drink. As yep, he doesn't spill any of the pop. Dude, that's incredible, dude. It's like me with a big red fountain drink, dude. But Bloodsport, listen, it's a great flight fight flick. It's an enjoyable film on a boring, if you, if you just an hour to kill, hour and a half to kill. It's a fun little movie to watch. Again, we're warning you, it opens up pretty rough. It's the, bad. Listen, the, the flashback kid, that kid is the worst actor in the film. It's real bad. And it's eight flashbacks in a row. I, I couldn't believe just the domino effect of flashbacks. I can't believe how bad that dad was like, I don't want nothing to do with you, you little white kid. Because the son got killed. How does his son die? If somebody I, I thought it was he was Kubrick, Kubrick, I thought he, Did he go got young? That he went there to show his daddy could do it, but maybe I'm wrong. Did Chung Lee kill him? <laughs> we would have caught that. Yes, Chung Lee did not kill him, dude. Um, so for for next week, next episode coming up in June here, we got a vote putting up tonight, and this is a heck of a vote. We're going 80s to the to the max. We're going 80s to the max, dude. So here it is. We're going Steve Gutenberg next week or next month. Oh man, I'm so excited. The vote this. is as, as follows It's Police Academy 2 versus Short Circuit. Now, listen, I know people are going to say, why isn't it Police Academy 1? Because we watched two the most. Because part two was the one that introduced Bobcat. And it's the one oh. that Grammar recorded off HBO. Yeah. So we saw that, that was the one, one. That was our introduction. Way more. Yeah, and if you know anything about Police Academies, you know how amazing that movie is, dude. The Blue Oyster Club, dude. I mean, dude, that music. <laughs> I love how they call. Hey, there's a big fight at the Blue Oyster. Uh, you got the address? <laughs> and stinking Proctor's like, yeah, it's blah, blah, blah. But he knew the address. <laughs> It's a game. Every time, dude. Dude, it's it just guys oiled oh. up in leather. I didn't get any of those jokes as a kid. Oh. Okay, so anyways, it's Police Academy 2 versus Short Circuit. So, I mean, e- either way, we win. We win. Either way, we win. I'm watching them both. I can't wait. So, the vote be up for a week. Get your Let your voice be heard and listen. The old zoo. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. How many times I gonna tell you? The litter box, the litter box. You want some of this? <laughs> Look at this. Nestor Crunch bar, barely been touched. Oh, that's why. There's ants all over it. He brushes the ants off, starts chowing down. <laughs> Anyways, listen. If you want to have a say in what we do next, dude, give a dollar and you can have part of the vote. So give a buck on patreon.com. So that, uh, it's, let's see, it's patreon.com slash red on tray. Man, give a buck, have a voice, have the show go forward. So you listen to the podcast on the uh, I, the Apple Podcast Store or on Spotify, which is getting mad love Spotify is. Like the show, you can leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Red Room Theater. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next time at the Red Room Theater.